Changing the story around pain. This is the Modern Pain Podcast, helping to improve the understanding and treatment of pain across the world through education, advice from experts in the field, personal stories from those living well with pain, and more. A modern approach to pain treatment, management, and education, while helping to bring the patient voice back to healthcare. This is the Modern Pain Podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Mark Cardula. What is going on, everybody? It's Mark Cardula, lead faculty and CEO here at Modern Pain Care. We make you the complete clinician. Coming at you this week with part two of our interview with Aaron Kubal, a chiropractor and social media influencer on the, in that uh, profession, and not just even in chiropractic. I think he's doing some great stuff in general around treating pain. And um, we learned last episode uh, his work in the virtual uh, arena strictly, which I think is awesome. It's a, a definitely an, a mode of of care that I think is greatly underutilized, and uh, you know gives us some great opportunities to to reach some people that we probably couldn't traditionally reach. But before we get into today's discussion around kind of Aaron's social media journey and and how he kind of approaches it and some of the challenges he's facing with it. Um, Cause I'm, I, I got to imagine just peeking at his social media feed that he gets some, some challenging interactions and, and dialogues that go on with, with it. But um, I've greatly appreciated his social media feed. I think it's refreshing to see some folks that are challenging the status quo out there, but challenging the status quo uh, often can get you some, some challenging uh, discussions thrown back at you. And, and Jared, you, you're aware of that. That's something you've, you've done as in our profession as, as a physical therapist. But uh, before you get in, maybe you can share some of that as you kind of lead into Aaron's discussion. But uh, how are you doing today, oh, man, man? I'm doing good. Um, for those of you that are listening, Mark and I, we like to uh, we like to record a lot of podcasts at, at the same time. We have different topics that we brainstorm on. This is coming into number episode number four today, so this is this is fun. Uh, we've got the second part with uh, yeah, dude. We were on for like an hour before we got on with you, Aaron. Um, we were coming up to the second part, second part of uh, our conversation with Aaron. Um, if you haven't listened to the first episode, definitely go back and listen to it. We kind of dive into where Aaron came from, who he is, what his experience was like in school, and you know who the biggest influences were for him to kind of find his way through the profession and, and through um, clinical care that he's he's in right now. Uh, but we're going to deviate a little bit and talk more about the social media stuff. And as Mark alluded to, I... I um, I probably used to be a lot more um, active on, we'll, we'll just call it, uh, stirring the shit pot uh, than I am now. I've gotten old and, you know, I've I've gotten uh, other things on my plate, so I don't do it quite as much as I, I used to. But one of the things that caught my eye was the way that Aaron does do this and, and how good of a job he does of bringing humor and succinctness to topics. And when I first saw Aaron doing some of his social media posts, I thought to myself, damn, that's really good. I need to do what that guy's doing. And then I said, nah, you're not going to be as good as him. Just don't even try. Um, Because he does a very excellent job of conveying really complex topics to the general population in a way that is pretty easy to understand. It's pretty comical. Uh, so if you don't follow him on TikTok or Instagram, uh, definitely look him up because it's it's worth a follow. Uh, but I wanted to dive into kind of how, Aaron, how did you get started on social media? What, what drove you to decide to say, I'm going to put out a lot of, in particular, you know, general population or public facing information. And to a certain extent, 
I'm going to make fun of myself because I'm a chiropractor and some of the things that I'm saying are, you know, very contradictory to the general uh, thought processes or the general perception of chiropractic. Yeah, I well, I started um, actually because, like I said on the on the first episode, I, I knew telehealth was going to be um, a big part of my practice as a as a clinician, and I. I knew before I graduated that if I was going to use that medium, I was going to need to try and create ways for people to find me um, virtually and for people to um, kind of make that connection virtually. So I was like, okay, obviously social media is a no brainer. So about a month before graduation, that was where I started like actually trying to like learn how to build a social media following, learn how to um, like create videos or posts that people want to like send to other people so you can kind of create some reach, um, started looking into how to do that. And then, um, obviously, you know, TikTok people, like several people had told me that I should try and, um, you know, make a dent on there as well. And I thought it was a stupid idea because my impression of TikTok was that it's just a dancing app and it's, you know, for like little kids and, um, probably not going to be something that's very conducive to like pain education. Um, so I was, like out on it for weeks before I finally caved in and just started trying it. And it popped right away. Like it was pretty ridiculous how fast um, it kind it kind of caught fire. I think I had over a hundred thousand followers after like a month and a half. So um, it lit up quick. And then as far as, um, yeah, so the telehealth was the main driver for kind of getting going with educational type posts on, on both platforms. And then as far as the approach I take to doing it and my way of you know, communicating information and, and trying to make videos and all that stuff. I really just kind of tried to be myself as much as possible just because um, in my mind, it, it made more sense to just lean into my own personality and the things that come naturally to me um, right from the get-go. Because in my mind, I was thinking, okay, this is going to be something that you're going to have to be doing every single day. And you're going to drop, you're probably going to be doing this for the long term. So um, that's not going to be easy to keep up with and consistently pump out videos in a timely manner. If you're having to fake it every single day and pretend to be something you're not and talk about topics you don't give a shit about and all this kind of stuff. So, um, I pretty much went all in on who I am, what my personality is and topics that I think are important and just leaned into that. And luckily for me, um, because that niche worked and that approach worked for me, um, it really doesn't take me very much effort at all to, to make videos. It really doesn't take me much effort at all to do it in a way that doesn't take up a lot of my time. Um, and it's pretty efficient because I don't have to fake shit. Like I can, I can throw something together that reflects me and reflects what I think is important in 20 minutes because that comes naturally. So, um, that's where a lot of like the approach and kind of the snarkiness came from. Right. You know, and I appreciate the authenticity to it. I mean, you can kind of get a feel for people that are speaking from who they are. And I, I definitely get that, you know, vibe from your social media feed that you're not pulling any punches. You're, you're like you said, leaning into who you are and what you believe in. And I think um, it's a testament to the people I can see that too, who are, you know, 100,000 100, followers in a month. That's insane to me. That's, but that's the, the world we're living. Yeah. Um, curious, how much time are you spending? spending on it. And um, you mentioned last episode that you've actually developed relationships through your s social media, through like referral sources. I, I just want to hear about how this has kind of um, been some of the unexpected kind of 
benefits of the social media, um, you know, work that you've been doing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious I, um, to hear what you say. Initially, I spent a lot of time like trying to stoke the flames, you know, reply to comments and answer every single message. Eventually you cross a certain threshold where that's not really feasible anymore. So you just set aside a little bit of time to reply to the first few comments you get. And then it's like, okay, beyond that, probably gonna have to bow out at this point because I can't give more time to this. Um, so now I, I, I make videos in bulk to try and make sure that I'm not, um, you know, spending too much of my week on it because like my, my work hours during the week, that's for telehealth consultations and writing self-management programs and like doing the actual clinical work. Um, and I try not to devote too much video time um, throughout the week. And so that I've kind of been able to be a little more efficient with, but then as far as like spending more time on social media for, um, you know, just like scrolling or replying to DMS and stuff. I mean, I never scroll anymore. That's, that's one thing that's for sure. I, if one, one year in conservative musculoskeletal healthcare has changed anything, it's my level of interest in like looking at other people's posts about, um, our field. I just don't give a shit to see, 20 more PT posts about how hurt doesn't equal harm. Like I've, I've seen, I, I get it. So, um, I don't scroll anymore. I don't really have time for that kind of thing. I'll check in on like the people that I really like or really know and care about. Like I'll peek in on them from time to time. But outside of that, I pretty much go in post, reply to a few comments, grab a couple DMS here and there, and then I'm out of there. Um, cause I can't, you can't get sucked in once you again, cross that threshold, just being that busy with it. So, um, and then, yeah, the, the referral source stuff has been just wild, um, as far as opportunities that just regular exposure on social media has created. I mean, like I said, pain management clinics, orthopedists, um, I did like a, a bunch of interviews with a great ortho out of Canada named Chris Rayner, who's, who's been a great support and like he found me on social media and then, um, you know, has been, a a good mentor and a good source of, um, you know, being able to create more content as like the chiropractor talking to the orthopedist type thing and uh, leveraging that. But yeah, the, the amount of connections, the amount of like professionals who have, who have reached out for a variety of different purposes was something I never anticipated because I did set out on social media just to like reach the public, um, try to, you know, attract people as far as if they need help telehealth wise. But um, it's, it's definitely had its, benefits professionally too. So would you say, um, I I see that you're both on TikTok and Instagram. Would you say that you spend more time on TikTok, more time on Instagram? Which, which one would you say, uh, you know, has the most rich interaction for you or the, you know, the most, uh, uh, impact on, you know, your current business and what, what you do? I, I think I actually spend a little bit more on Instagram just because, um, that platform's a little bit more conducive to like actually replying to DMs. Uh, like my TikTok DM inbox is just absurd. Um, then there's no chance that I'll ever be able to like navigate that sea of of messages. So I just pretty much gave up. The actual amount of time that I spend using the TikTok app is quite small outside of just making the videos themselves. Um, but Instagram, I go on there a little bit more for replying to those DMs, whether it's people in pain asking questions, patient inquiries, um, you know, professional networking, that kind of stuff. I'll use it for that. But um, yeah, it's, uh, 
you know, both both still fairly limited, but I'd say Instagram has been a lot more useful as far as like what I'll put my time towards. So inevitably, when you challenge the status quo, there's going to be some people that don't react kindly to that. Uh, I'm curious, um, how do you deal with with some of the, the maybe the backlash from some of the challenging narratives, you know, or challenging some of the status quo narratives that are out there that a lot of people are really clinging tight to. I know we've experienced it with some of the things we've challenged around manual therapy and other topics. I'm just curious how you deal with that, how you can kind of, you know, compartmentalize that and, and make sure it doesn't impact you negatively. Um, because, you know, some of that stuff, you know, we're people, you know, that, that we, we have emotions and, and thoughts and feelings too. Uh, I'm just curious how you deal with, with some of that, that you, you yeah. encounter from well, a day-to-day whether basis. I handle it and respond to it appropriately or well, I would say is definitely up for debate. Um, you know, and I think it, God, it honestly depends on how the person, one, how they approach me and two, the day you catch me on. Um, cause sometimes I'll be like, even with the most jackass questions or the most jackass remarks, like sometimes I'll still be really thoughtful and patient with them. And then other times, um, I won't respond. And then other times I'll be like, you know what? Uh, this guy's about to, is about to catch the heat, I think. So, um, it's kind of a mix, but like I said about making the videos, like, um, you know, you don't really get anywhere or build any level of consistency or familiarity by faking anything. So I don't think, um, I don't want to be like the overly professional, too reserved, um, you know, kind of guy, even in my own comment sections. Like I've, I want to be as transparent and straightforward and let people know exactly who I am um, in every aspect of communication through social media and personal interaction. So um, like if I want to talk shit at somebody and that's what I'm feeling and that's what I would do in that instance, like I'll go do it. Um, I think, like you said, like we are human. So I, I like the idea that patients can see me doing that because, you know, some of them will see it and be like, wow, that's super unprofessional. I'm not going to work with that guy. And to me, I would think, well, that's probably good because I'm not that much different in my clinical interactions with patients one-on-one. So if you felt like, um, you know, I seemed unprofessional and like someone who's not going to be very helpful for you just at a glance, either in videos or in comment sections, um, you're probably right. So I think there's, there's value in um, just letting that happen and you know obviously like don't be absurd but um still like being myself and and i i like argument and i like debate and i like um going at it with people and trying to make points and go back and forth because like that is as human as it gets disagreement and that's where um you know deeper understanding comes from so like i always get so confused when i see like pts or kairos or whoever like complaining on like Twitter or whatever saying, oh, you, you know, PT Twitter is all just arguing and arguing and bashing. Uh, like, well, why can't we just get along or be nicer to each other? And I'm like, dude, forget that. Like that is so uninteresting and so like it lacks passion. It lacks energy. It, it doesn't teach anyone anything. Uh, it doesn't force anybody to question anything or reflect. Why would you discourage um, argument, why would you discourage debate, the discourse? I would be very, very concerned if we weren't all fighting. Like pain is so ridiculously complex. It would be very concerning if we weren't all fighting all the time. And if we didn't have a lot of different 
opinions on management approaches and things like that. That would be that would be a very uh, you know surprising reaction to the complexity of pain if we were all just kind of yep we're on the same page we get it that would be absurd so um i think that discourse and doing all those things i think that's all good stuff uh man you're a man after my own heart Uh, (laughs) i'm a big believer in discourse and discussion and debate and you know some people some people maybe call it argumentation whatever um and what you just said kind of sparked a little little memory in 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 my mind i I posted a a, a somewhat of a provocative post last night and it got some it got some hate that was like oh why can't you just be nice why do you have to call people out like uh unfollow because you're an asshole or whatever right and uh, and my my comment back or my response was, well, sure, I could have I could have just said, oh, you darn Instagram gurus or, oh, you know, healthcare professional that says X, Y and Z bullshit. But I was like, no, I, I, I mentioned specific people because that puts skin in the game for me and it puts skin in the game for them. So if you've if you've read Skin in the Game by Taleb, uh, it's a concept that's been in front of my mind recently because I read it a couple of months ago. Uh, but it also it's going to create specific debate, it's going to create specific discussions, and it's going to make specific people feel uncomfortable um, rather than a nebulous post that everybody reads and says, yeah, man, I, I hate that stuff too. I'm good. I'm going to pat myself on the back and I'm just going to like smile and agree with it. It's, it's not the same as having pointed discussion on specific topics. No, I agree. And I think like it's, it's, it's the aspect of just like if you believe in something or you want to get to the bottom of something you want to talk about, like, don't, you shouldn't half-ass it. You should make it clear, like, where you're at with it and say what you're going to say because then other people are going to say what they want to say and you'll probably act. And unfortunately, that was the last of our conversation with Aaron. Unfortunately, our software, Riverside FM, did not record the rest of his talk. So that's the end of the podcast. Really appreciate you guys listening, and I apologize for that. Uh, We talked with Aaron, and we're going to see if we can get him back on uh, sometime in the future. Really had some great response to his episodes. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the episodes as well. I really have enjoyed Aaron's perspective, enjoyed what he's doing, um, challenging the status quo. It kind of is something we try to do regularly at Modern Pain Care because there's just a lot we could do better in patient care. So props to Aaron. Thank you guys for listening. One thing I did want to make you guys aware of is we do have a new Modern Pain Podcast community. So if you go to um, community.modernpaincare.com, you can join our community. It's free. You can get in and join and have some conversations around our podcast, have conversations. There's a bunch of free resources, a bunch of um, activity going on. It's going to get you off Facebook, get you focused on things and not have 15 different distractions from all the ads and things that Facebook throws at you. So um, it's going to be a good opportunity for you to get in there, uh, get in amongst a like group of clinicians. We got about 200 and so people who just started kind of in our our, our first founding launch of this and really have enjoyed the conversation so far. We'll be running challenges. We're running a challenge right now. So um, those will be consistently being done at least every quarter or so just to help you guys in your practice. Um, we'll be having discussions on the podcast. You also have opportunities to probably get behind the scenes and uh, get in the audience when we have some of these interviews so you can pose questions, listen to the um, podcast live, and also interact with Jared and myself as we do some events there in the community. So hope to see you guys on the community. Again, apologize for this week's podcast cutting short. Hope you'd enjoyed it. Don't hesitate to reach out to Jared and I if you have any questions on episode 
episodes you'd like to hear us record, topics you'd like to hear us discuss, that type of thing. And until next time, you guys have a good rest of your week. This has been another episode of the Modern Pain Podcast with Dr. Mark Karchula. Join us next time as we continue our journey to help change the story around pain. For more information on the show, visit modernpaincare.com. Also, visit the Pain Masterminds Network on Facebook for free education and resources. This podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. Please consult a licensed professional for your specific medical needs. Changing the story around pain. This is the Modern Pain Podcast.